to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have two special guests in the building, friend of the shows, Reese and Shantae, back for another episode. Say hey, y'all. Hi. Hello. Uh, so this week we're going to change things up just a little bit, but I'm going to get into that later. But let's just uh, catch up, ladies. Let's talk. Um, how was your week's? Um, my week was actually pretty exciting. I started my new job this week. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's cool to get back into the field of human resources. Um, after being out of it for a couple of years. So I'm excited to get back in. Yeah. And we had talked extensively about that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, you have to speak what you want, you know, don't give up you know, keep trying. So it was really, it's really cool when you text me and was like, oh, I got the job. Cause I'm like, man, we've just been talking about, you know, trying, 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 you know, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a year and a half I've been looking. And so, you know, I started looking through COVID, um, which probably wasn't the best idea, but, um, you know, not to mention that in my inexperience, you know, I've only been in this thing for um, two and a half years. So, I feel really blessed to finally get my opportunity and I plan on staying with this company for as long as possible and learn absolutely everything I can, because, you know, I feel like HR is my, my thing, my passion. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. What about you, Shantae? How was your week? Mm, It was all right. You know, I work with kiddos, so no day is the same. (laughs) Um, just very busy on the go from the moment I walk in to the moment I clock out. I don't know if I've asked you so far, how has it been this school year? Um, I know, I know we talked about how it was last year with COVID, but how has it been this year with COVID in the school system or in, in your school? I think it's about the same. It, the kids are used to, you know, wearing a mask and as far as the adults, but I think folks are out here um struggling with you know they continue to struggle with COVID and so um as a community as a school just continuing to give adults and kids that grace and you know showing empathy yeah for sure um I just think that when all this is said and done you know teachers administrators you know the the counselors like you Y'all definitely deserve a bonus or something because I just feel like y'all, the stuff that y'all go through is just a, a lot, you know, it's a lot. I appreciate that. We we definitely could use a nice little raise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, my week has been, um, it's been pretty uneventful. This weekend, I'm going to be out here in these Charlotte streets uh, and I'm going to try some, um, some new restaurants. So that'd be cool. But other than that, it really, um, I really had a quiet week. I don't know if I told y'all that I'm started this book called White Smoke. So it was actually a really creepy read. Um, today I'm starting Midnight Mass on Netflix. Um, I downloaded Peacock so I could watch the new Halloween movie. So I'm trying to get into a spooky mood, you know, Sharice, I know <laughs> you, you are into movies. Um, and it's only $4.99 for Peacock. And I was like, <clears throat> excuse me i was like dang you know i might as well get peacock and watch the movie instead of going to the movies you know what i'm saying like you go to the movies you're gonna spend like for two people 40 50 bucks yeah you know uh so i downloaded that to watch the movie you know other than that like i just plan on chilling in the house chilling so i'm just glad you guys are here today and uh let's just get into the mantra of the day so for today's mantra I am patient, kind, and compassionate with myself and with the world around me. I like that one because I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves to be kind to be kind to ourselves and, you know, be kind to others, compassion. And uh, so I like that one when I saw it. Don't forget, I get these mantras from I Am Mantra on Twitter. Um, It's my favorite account to follow. Uh, They do daily mantras, so I love them. So make sure you check those out. All right. So today um, I'm not going to have any, we're not going to do a deep dive. I'm more so wanted to spend time in the conversation. I've been talking about having a bullying episode. I've been really excited to talk about this because I think it's something that happens all the time. And what's unfortunate is that it's not even just children that bully. You see adults that bully. We see it all the time on social media. 
you know, it's crazy sometimes when I go in the comments and just read things that people are saying or just, you know, watching people behavior. Um, so I wanted to have a conversation with people that directly, you know, had experience with it. And we just kind of talk about um, organically our experience, what we think bullying is, where we think it may stem from, and just kind of go into it. So first, I'm just going to uh, reintroduce you guys. Um, you got Shantae, friend of the show. Shantae is a therapist, and she mainly centers around working with children. So I wanted her to come on and kind of give an element of what that's like sometimes that she might see in schools, what resources is there, what conversations do they have in that space. And then Reese, she actually had a platform um, for bullying, and I think that she's developing some stuff right now in regards to bullying. So for this to be uh, Bully Prevention Month, I just thought it was a, be a good conversation to have. So thank you guys for coming and having a conversation. Um, I wanted to start with you, Reese, and just kind of talk about um, your experience. And you can take as much time as you need and just talk about all the things you experienced with bullying in your own personal life. Okay. Um, well, I experienced bullying literally all through my, all through grade school. You know, um, from I'd say when I moved back to North Carolina when I was like six up until my junior year. And that's only because my junior year I had had enough. Um, and I mean, thank God it wasn't, I never experienced like physical bullying, but you know, the words people say, they stick with you. Yeah. You know, I was called all types of things um you know I was called ugly all the time you know I was dark skinned so of course you know there's that whole thing um I had eczema growing up so of course people called me ashy like um they it's just it was it was just crazy stuff like people I was also really really small so you know people would like take my stuff and like hide it just to watch me freak out um there was one instance where they stole my purse and they threw it like up on the top of like the carport wow. under the buses. Yeah. Um, and like, they didn't even steal anything out of the purse. They just took my purse and like threw it. Um, there was, well, there was actually this one time where this, um, this girl, um, she kept like pushing me and she was like, she was literally like, she, I think I was in middle school. Yeah. I was in like the eighth, seventh or eighth grade. And she kept like pushing me. So my dog, my dad, who was a mail handler at the time, he gave me a can of mace. And he was like, if you get in trouble for it, he was like, I'm coming to the school. He was like, and I'm and I'm gonna, you know, say something to them, you know, basically protect you. He was like, because you know, if the, the kid is two or three times your size and you're really small, he was like, What are you gonna do? Yeah. So I mean, thank God when I was in high school, my brother was a couple of years ahead of me so my freshman year I kind of sort of had protection but then after he left everybody was like you know your brother's not here now and that's crazy like, why do you think that they just zero like zero in on you like to to bother you like I honestly don't know and I've been I was whenever I saw your um your questions I was like I really don't know why I mean you know and I, I wonder why I honestly wonder why people get bullied. I mean, I don't know if it's because people are like, oh, I'm bigger than her or, you know, she's quieter than everybody else or, um, you know, I mean, some people, they feel like, you know, I had, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, and I don't know if, if I'm getting to, you know, getting into an area beforehand, but my my sister um I would talk to her about it and she would be like people come for you because they see something in you that they don't have and so you know they want to you know they want to put you down to get on their level so um I think in middle school or high school is when I started taking on the mindset that you know, maybe, maybe that was what it was. You right. know, I would always consider the source like it. And to be honest with you, to be 100 with you, it was always 
my people. Like it was all, it was always, it was never the white people that, that bullied me. Right. So I, I found, I guess, refuge and friendship in them. So, so that's, I guess, that's why I, during school, that's why I was hung out with white people because they never, they never picked on me. They never bullied me. I mean, and people can be cruel. Like I would be walking through the halls and they would, uh, they would stick out stuff. They would stick out their legs to like trip me. They would like throw stuff at me, wet paper towels, pencils, you know, coins. That's crazy. I'm yeah. so sorry. That was your experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could go on and on. What, but- <laughs> what, um, I know you say when you move back to North Carolina, have you always been in Greensboro? Um, or were you somewhere I else? Was a, I was an army brat until. Oh, okay. Um, so where were you in Fayetteville? No, I was, a, we were, where'd we go? I can't remember Kansas the first time, but we went from, Can- I think from Kansas or no, from here to Germany. But where were you here in North Carolina? Oh, we, I wasn't here in North Carolina first. Like I was born, I was, oh, okay. I was born in High Point. Okay. And then my dad got into the army. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. most of your bullying did take place here, though. Okay. So when this was going on, um, I know you're saying you, you talked to your siblings, you talked to your parents. Did they ever think about maybe changing schools? Well, my I didn't tell my parents anything about my anything about the high school because I didn't want them to go to school and make it worse. Mm. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Because you're you're a kid, so you probably felt like it might make it worse if you told. Right, because I think there there was an instance where, again, in middle school, I had um, a box of candy and I put it um, with my book bag um, on top of my book bag. Um, I'm sorry, I put it under my book bag, and so they took they stole the box of candy, and. I told my parents about it and they made, they didn't make a big fuss about it, but it, you know, the box of candy where like yeah. you sell the candy bars for a dollar. Yeah. yeah. We would have been responsible for the, the money. Right. You know, I would, you know at a dollar, a candy bar, I think there was like 50 in the box. You know, my parents, they could have paid the $50, but that wasn't the point. Right. The principal, the principal wasn't, they stole it. So, you know, they approached, you know, went to the, the kid's house and like, I think the next day they gave me hell. They were like, you know, I'll see you and tell your parents, you wait, you know what I'm saying? You tell your parents again, I'm going to kick your ass kind of thing. So that's why I never said anything in, in high school, because I was like, if that happened with those two, I don't think there was like two or three people. I was like, I didn't want, you know, the bullies in high school to say that same thing, because right. like I said, I was small. I can't beat these people. So did you ever feel like there was like a, like the guidance counselor or did you ever feel like you could go to somebody in school? Um, or I you just didn't friend, really think that? I think fun? my friends were the ones, um, you know, I had a couple, you know, my, my best friends in high school, you know, sometimes, you know, they would, they would stick up for me. And there was a couple of, um, couple of kids. I mean, they weren't like my best friends, but they, you know, like my classmates in, in school, um, you know, in the classes or whatever, and they would stick up for me. But they were, I mean, like I said, there were, there were times when I would just, I was, I wasn't very, I wasn't as assertive as I as as I am now. But that's where I learned it from. Right. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. my junior year, I I just I had enough, and I started, you know, taking up for myself, and I was just like, you know, if I if I get beat up, then I just get beat up. Right. And I learned that, you know, when you start asserting yourself and um, not really picking on them in the back, but letting them know that they can't mess with you, that's when they back down. OK, so I got another question, but I think I'm going to ask both of you all together. Um, okay. Shantae, do you want to share your experience? Um, I think we're talking about from your childhood as well. Sure. Um, I don't feel like mine was just as, um, her sounds a lot more traumatic when she talks about it, but mine would mostly be, um, elementary. I rode the bus, uh, to school and a lot of the kids at the stop were bigger than me in stature and they would just 
pick on me and chase me home all the time. Um, and it, it was no fun. And so I just had to get to a point where I felt like enough was enough. And then I feel like I remember one time at school where somebody like punched me in my stomach. Can't tell oh my you God. I don't know what it was for. But I got to a point where before I transitioned into middle school, where I was like, yeah, I'm good on this. We're not doing this anymore. And so, like she said, becoming more um, assertive, letting people not necessarily bullying back because that really wasn't my thing. But, you know, once I transitioned to middle school, I did have it. Was the, there were these two girls I'll never forget. And um, they were just making their rounds with different young ladies in the building. And before school would start, you had to wait in the courtyard. And um, one day they like smacked the girl in the courtyard. And then maybe the next day they would mess with somebody doing gym class. And, you know, and then it came my turn and I fall back. And so my mom would always tell us she didn't promote fighting, but she didn't promote getting beat up either it's like if you need to fight you need to go down fighting and so from there because see the courtyard like I said that's where everybody was at so everybody seen this fight and I think from there it just led whoever might have had an inkling or thought that hey I'm going you know my, my my turn is next I didn't have any issues. And then going into high school, I had maybe like one incident with the same young lady. And I was just like, girl, that's so play. Like, find you something to do. Ain't you behind in school? Like, go do some homework, something. And that's kind of, that's how I approached it. And I never had an issue with her or anybody else again. I just became very, very assertive. Yeah. You know, for me, I think that you know, when I sit and actually think about myself, like I never really was bullied. Um, but I think sometimes when I look back on it that, I mean, I don't think that I bully people to, to what we're talking about, but I think that I just always had jokes. I was the funny person, like where, you know, you just joking, joking, joking. And when I look back on it, um, you know, my, my childhood and my experience, you know, during childhood was, um, like my home life was horrible and, I think sometimes, you know, you kind of would make jokes, you know, so the like the glare that you think is on you is not really on you anymore. It's on somebody else, you know, and I think that's how bullying starts in my mind. Like, so, you know, I don't think that I for real bully people, but I do. I think that it was times when I look back on it, like as a kid, was I inappropriate? Like, as far as like maybe making somebody feel bad about themselves? Like, I definitely think so. Um, that's why now, like I have a high tolerance, I mean, a, a low tolerance of any of that. Like when I'm around the kids in my family or, you know, anything, I'm always like, no, we do not do that. You know, you, you are same level. No one's better than the other. Like I'm very serious about always having those conversations with kids and just trying to just do my part at just trying to stop anything that might bubble to the surface, especially when it comes to boys and girls. Um, a lot of times you can see a uh, little toxic masculinity in there and that's bullying too. Um, so what I want to ask, um, and Shante, I know you're saying your level might not have been as traumatic as you, you recently, but what I want to ask though, how did it affect you as an adult? Like with what you experienced, how did you kind of heal from, from that as an adult? Or are you still healing from that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that, yeah, I am still healing it on some levels when I didn't go to college, but, um, I had friends that went to, you know, to A&T. Um, I think the first couple of times I went to A&T, I was very nervous because, you know, A&T is a HBCU. There's nothing but black people on that, on that campus. And, um, you know, I would always, whenever I would go into like, um, rooms or, or, you know, the cafeteria or something, I would always try to come in quietly because I felt like as soon as somebody saw me, somebody would start, would say something like, you know, the bullying would start automatically. And uh, I mean, I had to tell myself, first of all, these people don't know you. So, you know, it's not, you know, they don't know to bully you. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I did have a sense of anxiety 
um, you know, going into large rooms with my people, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I always told myself, you know, you have your friends with you. They got your back. Just, you know, don't focus on that. Focus on your experience because I wanted to experience college because I didn't go. I didn't think I was smart enough to go because for years people told me I was I wasn't I was dumb. I was smart enough. They would pickle me every time I would ask questions. Um, so I never asked questions. So I didn't do good in high school because of the bullying I experienced. Mm. Um, but like I said, I mean, when I think the more I went on campus with my friends, the more I realized that these people aren't the people in high school, you know, everybody was real friendly. Everybody was real cool. And, you know, and so I, that helped me overcome it, that, that part of my anxiety, knowing that, you know, not everybody is going to bully you like the people did in high school. Right. To the point to where now I'm as an adult, I look forward to going to HBCUs. You know, I made, I mean, you, you were there when I was at city, you know, I made, I was, I made a lot of friends and I think that experience in city helped me overcome bullying as well, to be honest with you, because, you know, there was, I mean, you know, there, there were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of us at city, you know, there were a lot of, you know, black people at city. And, um, you know, when I, and, you know, when, even when I went into training, I think I was very, again, I went to the room very, very timid because I didn't know how to act. And even now I, when I go into a room full of people, I start off really quiet just so I can get my feel of the room, get my feel up, you know what I'm saying? Maybe this person might be the bully of the room or, you know, um, if someone was like, you know, loud or like, I don't want to say ghetto, but you know what I'm saying? Loud, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah fits into, I guess, that stereotype. I, I, I try not to put people in those stereotypes, but I guess that's what people would see. So I would always try, I always try to avoid that person because I don't want it to turn, turn into a bullying situation. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think the longer I'm in like a training class or in a situation where, you know, I, I can get to know these people and they can get to know me, that's when I become more and more comfortable because I, I learned that when people get to know, when I'm just myself, when people get to learn, get to know me, then that's when the bullying stops. I just think that's so sad. Like, I, I hate that, that you had to experience that. Cause I just think that that's just, I couldn't even imagine, you know, I really couldn't even imagine. Um, so to both of y'all, like, I know we, you kind of talked about a little bit Reese, but Shantae, why do you think that since you kind of see this a little bit in, in the school, why do you think that kids bully? Where do you think before, it comes from? Well, before I get into that, I want to share about how bullying has affected me as an adult. And I think I've done pretty well. Like once I had that mind shift all those years ago as a kid, I've been fine. I've had like maybe like one issue where somebody felt like they was going to try to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where um, I came into a company and my position was a little higher because of my degree, but the other person had more experience. And so learning how to navigate that, because workplace bullying is totally a thing. It and is. so as I've gotten older, like the older I get, the less I'm for people's BS. Mm-hmm. And so I've been able to navigate as an adult pretty well and, and advocate for myself. And it got to be one of those things where just who I am at my core, even with like my career path, I'm all about like fairness and like social justice. And when I see that somebody is doing someone wrong, I'm ready to jump in and advocate and step in. And so um, that is totally my personality, especially like, um, you know, college, uh, Reese talked about, her experience. And for me, I could see bullying, even when it comes to being Greek. And that used to bother me a lot. Like having people touch plots and things like that, and just kind of being real mean about it. I hate stuff like that. And so it's like, instead of getting on them about, hey, you can't, you can't do that. Maybe they don't know anything about you. Everybody didn't come to school to be Greek. How about you take this opportunity to educate someone? And maybe you um, have an opportunity to, to have somebody say, well, dang, they were real cool. Maybe I will look into your organization. Mm-hmm. Those type of things. Okay. So I had to get it off my chest. Move no, no, forward. no. What? No. What, I, I, I asked you that question too, but you know, it's what you said. It was actually really important too, because 
I think sometimes as adults, we don't think about like, you can still be bullied and like workplace bullying is real. It is, you know, Shantae, I agree with everything. I mean, it's like, it's like you, you hit the nail on the head with absolutely everything you said, you know, I, I don't, I don't get why people think that they can be I don't I can't I can't think of the right words to say I don't know why people think that they can I guess be a bully like what makes you think that you know I think something I think especially especially if you just break it down to uh like Shantae example like in college or something like that I think sometimes it's just people with power can always you always can tell a person but when they have a little bit of power or even like money so when people feel like they mm-hmm. are a one up or that they're better in some kind of way, you kind of see that, you know, I always, um, even with, you know, my kids, I'm always like, yo, like be kind, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, don't let somebody push you. Don't be a pushover, but kindness costs you nothing, you know? And I'm like, I, I would never, uh, condone, you know, if I ever saw it, you know, just watching somebody just be mean to somebody for no, for absolutely no reason, you know? So why do y'all think that, um, kids bully like where do you where do you think that it comes from or stems from well I had a a conversation with uh, my students because um I'm very passionate about the topic so we just had a week of lessons and here are some of the answers straight from my students um so my students we talked about you know they may have been bullied um, they gave really great answers. Uh, one kid said, maybe they're just angry. Maybe um, their home life is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the girls would say things like, maybe they're jealous. And with girls, you get more into like relational bullying, which is um, real like cliquish and leaving certain girls out on purpose or telling girls like, oh, you can't sit with us at the lunch table. So for the for the girls, it was like, maybe they're jealous. And the boys would respond about, well, maybe they think they're cool. Um, and even like Reese talked about being uh, military, sometimes it's just, oh, you're the new kid. And let mm-hmm. me see, let's see how this gonna go. Let me test the, the waters. And so those are reasons um, just straight from my students. That's insightful to get a kid's perspective from that. I really like that, Shantae. I'm glad you did that. So you can see firsthand, you know, kids' experiences with bullying. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah, the kids are great. Like, we go, like, once we go through more of the questions, we can talk about, like, some of the other things that I get into during my lesson. Like, it's a lot you kind of go through with the kids. and what that really looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that's really amazing that you asked that question. And like, I might even get with you even after the podcast, if you don't mind. Cause I mean, like Mika said, there are things that I, I do want to talk about with bullying and, and you know, I might want to give you on maybe if not um, asking you, you know, questions I could ask kids, maybe I might even ask you to be a part of a podcast that I do, if you don't mind. Not a problem. I love this. Like I said, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. So October is like my favorite month as far as school. Yeah. It's something that we talk about, not just in October, but all throughout the school year. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely connect with you because um, I, the, the bullying platform that I was, uh, anti-bullying campaign that I wanted to start was called uh, Words Hurt. And I'll send you the information on that. Um, we did a photo shoot um, in 2016, and I, I do want to do another one. So I definitely want to reach out to both both of you about being a part of that if you'd like to. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think this is what what gets me with bullying, especially like you know, um, you know, being a bonus mom and being a parent. Shantae's your parent, and um, it's scary to me, you know. Um, because especially in this day and age, I think that bullying, um, I think it's worse. And I think it's worse from the standpoint of um, it's not just at school. It can now, you know, like, you you know, your kids are on social media. I know for me inside my house, like we didn't let 
um, the child be on social media until he was in high school and really understood social media. And even then, you know, we had his logins to where we were looking at, you know, what was, you know, like what was going on. Cause if I ever saw anything crazy, like it was going to be, you know, problems. Right. Right. But, um, but you see a lot of, you know, some of these parents and I'm not, you know, shading them, they let their kids on social media very early. I've seen people as, as young as eight, nine, 10 on social media, these kids get on there and they're cyberbullying now, mm-hmm. you know, where you're seeing me and Shantae, we, we had an episode on youth suicide and you see more and more, I think an increase of it because it's so many different levels of access that these kids have with each other outside of even, you know, um, you know, school because kids aren't playing outside anymore. I mean, you might see it every now and again, but for the most part, like they're inside, they're on these video games talking, you know, to whoever, you know, they're on their phones on social media, talking to whoever it's so much like, uh, pressure and like, you know, stress of always like, you know, um, making sure that you know what your kids are doing and what they're involved in because bullying really, I, I think it's worse. I think it's way worse. What What do y'all think? I agree a hundred percent. And, um, that's like one of my, my fears. That's why I try to like talk to, you know, kids or sometimes my niece and nephew about, about these type of situations. Um, you know, because people get behind keyboards and they say things that they would never say to your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I want to protect the kids I love. But my thing is, is I, I don't know how to do that because I can't stop, you know, somebody in California or Ohio or, you know, and a kid in a different state from saying whatever they say nor can I stop how that makes a kid feel or makes somebody else feel. I agree. It has definitely uh, gotten worse. Um, Like I said, the topics that I discussed with my kids this year specifically was cyberbullying. I mean, you're coming off, uh, well, we're not even coming off, we're still in COVID, but we are coming off a year of online learning. And so that's all that the children had access to. So we needed to do a little um, review. And then my kids always do a great job of keeping me informed, which I think I'm pretty informed. But we talked about all the different apps that are available. You have Roblox, Fortnite, Snapchat, yes. uh, TikTok, um, Call of Duty, PUBG, my kid, GTA, my students, remember I'm K through five, but that's mostly, let me, let me say this, that's mostly like the upper grade, so third, fourth, and fifth grade, but they do have access to these games, they are playing these games, and they are online doing these chats, and then even um, my husband is a gamer, and so I don't play, but I sit and watch, and I listen, and we can hear kids that are in the levels, but you can also hear adults like cussing or talking junk and so um worse like we could say it in the sense that during our generation bullying pretty much happened at school and um there was another question you had that I think kind of relates to this what our kids safe spaces for me that used to be our safe space home we didn't have internet it wasn't a thing and so I'm not quite sure if if kids have safe spaces anymore because all of the access and the easy access that they have to tools online, even with um, as a parent, I have young kids and we do allow them to watch YouTube, but that that requires, you know, constant monitoring yes. because even something that's supposed to be seemingly um, kid friendly and educational somebody may have come in and then halfway through it turns into something else. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you, you brought up an important point. I'm a gamer too, you know, um, so I'd be on these gaming streets and gaming is very bad. Like I actually, as an adult, like I barely even have my mic on anymore or even listen to people talk um, at this point anymore because I mean, you, you could be called every name in the book. I've been called a nigger before. I've been called a bitch before. I mean, I've been called just because I won the game, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, even, even with that, um, my nephew, Avery, you know, he's, um, 
not to be non and like, you know, I was having a conversation about my sister because he uh, just got Fortnite. Um, and I was just like, I don't know. I think he was a little too young to get it, you know? And I was like, but, you know, we kind of had the conversation of he's too young to be talking to someone period right mm-hmm. um and if he is online like you literally have to be sitting there with him it's just we just live in crazy times like and you just don't really know you know what people are gonna say and do and it's just it's, it's just crazy like i i'm always constantly like head on a swivel paying attention paying attention paying attention and when we talk about safe spaces um you know what i think um and what i believe in is creating villages for kids right like, I, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to circle it back to you, Shantae. Like, I know, you know, we had guidance counselors growing up. I've never went to a guidance counselor ever. And the only time I think I actually went to my guidance counselor wasn't was like when it was time to um, finish up some stuff my senior year, like as far as like um, with colleges, <clears throat> excuse me. And so other than that, like I've never gone and I don't know, you know, the level of how they're used inside of the school. Cause I really, I really don't actually know. But, um, I think that if you set up villages for your kids, as far as like people, you know, without a shadow of doubt or somebody that they feel comfortable going to. So if you might be afraid that I might have a reaction or whatever, like you have someone else, um, that you might can go to, you know, in order to talk to or help you, you know, like, how with you, Reese, when you talked about your experience, you're like, I just didn't want it to be worse. Like I was scared. Like I didn't, I didn't know. And I, th- I just think that's really sad because like one, I think your parents would have handled it, but two, like you yeah. still had to go back, you know, you still had to go back to school. Well, afterwards, I mean, whenever I was telling my parents that I wanted to start schooling, they were like, you know, they never knew. And even my mom was like, she was like, had we known, she was like, I, we would have put you in a different school. And I was like, I, I went to a predominantly white high school and I was like, so you were going to put me in a school with just black people like <laughs> that. I was like, I would have been terrified, you know, right. and, um, you know, but my, my mom and especially my dad too, but my mom especially was like, you know, she, she was like, she never knew. She's like, and had she known she would have done something about it. But, you know, when I was in high school, you know, my parents were also going through, you know, you know, married, you know, yeah. married, <laughs> you know what I mean? They've been married for 40 years. It hasn't always been beautiful. So, you know, they were going through their own thing. So I was going through that, you know, I think it was like my junior years when that was, was happening. Plus bullying. When you talk about safe spaces, I think um, for a long time, my safe space was at home. Yeah. You know, I would come home and I would, you know, sometimes I would just sit in my room and just like, you know, I guess like reflect or I would just I would just be in my room or on the weekends I had um you know I had friends in other schools like one of my one of my best friends Kamiko I would always link out with her on the weekends um and then church was also a um a a safe space for me um you know just because I had friends in church so I always look forward to the weekends um and when I got into high school I think another one of my safe spaces was track because, you know, your teammates, you know, they, you develop relationship with teammates, you know, so they have my back a lot of times. And um, I also had instances where people who be, who were my bully became my friends. So they became my safe space. So, um, you know, safe spaces are, they're very important, but I agree with Shantae, it's very hard for kids to have those safe spaces now because we have the internet because you know we're so linked in with our phones you know now you had when people go on social media there's bullying there when people go in in gaming um rooms there's bullying there there's you know when there's um i'm sure sometimes i mean this is a, a wonderful space here but even like in zoom i'm sure there's bullying you know like there's literally bullying everywhere workplaces um you know out just out period you know um I think I've touched on I've had friends who are in the LGBTQ community will be out and people will just say mean stuff to them just because they see that they are in that community and I've always hated that I've always had a heart for people in that community because I I don't get why people would 
would, you know, be mean to you or bully you just because of the person you love. That has nothing to do with you. So I think, like Mika said, safe spaces for kids because they're children. As adults, we have to create them. So um, when I'm at work, that's like my number one priority. My kids know where to find me. Um, they know they can tell their teacher that they can come and talk to me like I'm going to always be available for them. And that's one of the things about bullying is that you want to get a hand up, hold of it um, early because school should be a child's safe space. Mm-hmm. Home should be, too. But we don't get to control the variables of a child's home once they leave the building. I'm not sure, you know, what happens. So safe spaces are places that we as adults create. When I think about safe spaces for me as a kid, it was like the Boys and Girls Club Mm -hmm. or the YMCA. And some of those places still exist, but you really have to do your due diligence as an adult. So my son went to the YMCA, but some of the kids there, you know, he was continuing to have some troubles with and, um, I was also having some issues with the staff, but see, as my job as a parent is to check in and check up on those people. And so I made the decision that he wouldn't be returning. So a part of having safe spaces is us just doing our due diligence and making sure our kids do have places where they feel safe. So for like my children, I'll be like, hey, let's do this. They be like, no, I won't stay at home. So it does my heart good to know that my kids do feel safe at home. And I hope it's, you know, kids out there who do feel like they safe spaces home. And I'm such an advocate for with all the things going on in the world. Home should be where you feel the most comfortable, where you feel um, loved. And that's a place you can always come back to. So, Yeah, for sure. So this is my last question. Um, I think we kind of touched on it already, but how do we think um, we can pre- we can work to prevent this? Like, what work can we do as people and or people listening? Um, Reese, I know you you're working on like um, building your platform, and so I want to talk a little more about that if you want. And then Shante, yeah. I want you to share your thoughts on what you think inside of the school and outside of the school. Well, um, like I said, I'm trying. To get back to um, doing Words Hurt, um, I started it at the very beginning of my cancer journey. So I had to I had to focus more on that than um, doing the and the anti-bullying campaign, which I I I wish I would have done more with it because I feel like it could really be something at this point. But um, I want to start. Um, I want I want to do more with it um like podcasting I don't think podcasting was really a thing in 2016 now it's become more and more um of a platform um so I do want to maybe do something um maybe with a podcast I do I've become a member of a, a organization called Alpha Art in um High Point and they reach out into the community to do stuff with the community so I want to partner with them um, about, you know, um, doing something with words hurt. I want to, you know, try to see, you know, get with different people, maybe in the school system, um, maybe um, in adult life as well, um, you know, partner with, um, you know, LGBTQ community, see, you know, what I can do there, maybe in the workplace, um, maybe on platforms. Like, I, I really want to see what I can do and how I can help using my platform. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Shante? Okay. So like in the school, I just have lessons that I teach with the kids throughout the year. And so we hit on very specific things, right? For my kids, I need them to know what bullying looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. One of the big things for our kids, and um, they laugh with me about it all the time, but we have to talk about the difference between like joking versus playing. Yep. And so joking is when we both laughing. And how that usher, how that can usher into something else. We also have to have, I also have to have a a discussion with my kids about tattling, which the kids call snitching versus telling. 
<laughs> and what's and what the difference is because I have to remind the kids that if you don't say nothing we can't do anything and so at my school there was a time where I felt like um the people doing the bullying behavior because I like to tell kids bullying is not who you are but it's what you've done we had to come up with a better process for that so it's like a tiered system there's steps that have to happen the first is you know the teacher is addressing the issue second um there may be a parent phone call no second I talk to the student and then there's a phone call involved third now we're getting admin involved and then if it continues to happen it goes to like in school and then with the next occurrences it's like out of school because I needed for my students to feel like when they did come to me that there was something actually being done I think that's that's the most important thing. And I think that's why I never said anything because I was like, what's really going to happen? You know, so, um, you know, like even if my parents were to go to school, what's going to happen after that? You don't get addressed that that day. But tomorrow it's just going to make it worse. So I think that's amazing that you you actually put. um, I don't want to say punishment, but. um, no, it's consequences, and that's what yeah, kids that's, have to understand. That's what I was yeah, so, exactly. Um, they getting need to you know, know there there are consequences for those actions. I think that's amazing. Yeah, getting with an admin and saying, "Hey, this is what's happening with my students. This is how they're feeling, and I'm feeling the same way. Like they don't feel like nothing is being done, so they're not saying anything. So that's what's happening at the school level. Um, if you want to have conversations, uh, anybody listening that has kids. And what you can do on at the home level, there are a couple um, websites that I love that I use even at school. So you have commonsense.org. They have a parent section and they have all these different topics that you can click on and have discussions with your kids. You have another website called pacer.org. That is a great um, website for having those conversations. And then you also have another website called stopbullying.gov. I think sometimes what happens is that we can talk about it or I can talk about it from the school end, but then parents don't know how to continue the discussion or the conversation at home. And sometimes it's not just about, and I've even had to change the way I talk to my own son, because for me, we have, we have a, you know, procedures in place, right? So it's like somebody doing something to you, First, I need you to understand what the word bullying is. Sometimes it's overused and it's used incorrectly. And so I have to remind the kids that bullying is something that's when it happens repeatedly. So at this point, this kid is doing this thing to you every day. That is definitely bullying. Mm -hmm. And then the first stop is to tell an adult. If that is not working out, then you come to me and maybe I can assist with the issue if that ain't helping my last resort and i'm gonna tell you gonna put them hands on them because clearly what you're showing them is that well i can keep doing this to you and you're not gonna do anything about it so but i always leave that up to my son to make that decision i always tell him you have to do what you feel is comfortable but you definitely need to follow those first three steps first it's protocol we need to follow before you get to the last one and you feel like you know what this was the only um option I had left mm-hmm. and so I feel like again just having open and honest discussion with your kids and making sure like I said that you've created a safe space at home because if we don't know we can't do if I don't know there's a problem at home I can't I can't help you so we have a discussion every day and when my kids get in the car they ready mom hey I need let me we need to talk about my day Mm. And then we do a rating scale. You know, Cam get in the car and be like, oh, the day was a two. Two is not good. Or the day was a nine. Okay, nine is good because that's close to 10. So find ways for you to have discussion with your kids that's age appropriate for them. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> I do. Um, we uh, we kind of do some, even now, you know, the child's in college and I still just be like, you know, still having open communication because it can happen there too you know that's what's crazy about it is that it's no bullying is not off limits and it's not just like a young kid thing so um i'm glad that we had this conversation <clears throat> excuse me um because i think it's important i think we could talk about this conversation in so many um 
you know, different ways. Uh, I definitely think when it comes to kids, like just keeping that open um, communication and just, you know, also paying attention. I think when we were young, um, a lot of stuff with, as far as like mental health and just, you know, like our, most of our parents worked, you know what I'm saying? So it like, you know, I was a latchkey kid where I came home and no one would be home, you know, like, and I had to do, you know, help my, you know, my sister and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, we really didn't have many like check-ins of our day because we were just expected to just kind of do. Um, and I don't really think in this day and age that really works anymore where like you kind of can't have conversation with your kids. Like you kind of need to, you know, stay present and, you know, be involved with everything they have going on because you just never know. And my biggest fear is with all the kids in my life is something just being missed and then they harm themselves or or they are being harmed in some kind of way that it's just, and they're not even saying anything to somebody. So um, I think these conversations are important. I'm really glad that we had this conversation today. And I hope that um, anyone listening, they can take these, like some of the things that were shared, because it was like a lot of really amazing things that were shared and really start uh, talking about it in their house with their kids, you know, or just kids in their family and have these conversations about just safety and are you good, how you feel, things like that. Um, I want to take this time to give you a chance to pub whatever you guys got going on and um, give you information for people to find you. I'll go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shantae. I'm sorry. Um, you can just find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my practice information is pressplaycounseling.com. So I do have a website. And that's how you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my platform right now, um, again, you can find me on, on um, Instagram. Um, I'm still in the process of building um, my presence um, for Words Hurt. Um, I got to get my, my, um, my uh, website back up. Um, so I think right now you can just find me on Facebook, Cerise uh, Jackson is my name. Um, and, you know, just follow me on Facebook. And as I get uh, words hurt up and um, up and moving, then I'll definitely start putting out information there. Yeah. And I'll also share here, you know, whenever you let me know, I can always share it on my show as well. So I uh, definitely appreciate y'all coming and sharing your, um, your stories and, you know, it's crazy because I think if I ask any person, I think somebody has some kind of level of something they can say around bullying. That's what's crazy about bullying, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I thank y'all for joining me today. Uh, so for me, don't forget to follow me guys uh, on Instagram. You can find the show at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on Twitter. You can find me IJMT podcast. If you ever have any questions or want to be part of the show, you can email me at IJMTpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show. You can find it on most streaming platforms, uh, pretty much wherever you decide to listen to the show. Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere. So make sure you follow so you can get show updates. And like always, I thank you so much for listening to me here and I appreciate you.